welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. Um, it's going really well. Good. Um, today we are going to chat about Spoiler Alert by Olivia Dade. But first, mom, what have you been reading and watching? Okay, well, I'll start with reading. Okay. Um... So last time I had read the book from Blood and Ash uh, by Jennifer Armantrout. Trout. Um, and so this week I read The Kingdom of Flesh and Fire, which is the second book in that series. Yes. They're like 700-page books. Yeah, so they're long. So it takes me a long time to get through one. So by the time I'd finished it, I really had to bust a move through, um, yeah, spoiler that, alert. That but. second book was, according to Goodreads, the longest book that I read last year. So Well, it's probably going to be the longest one I read this yeah. year. So, um, But... I loved them. I mean, I've loved yeah. both of them, and I wish the other one was out already so I could delve into it, but yeah. um, no such luck. It doesn't come out until April. They're so. quite good. If you like if you, if you you like the Court of Thorn and Roses and Kill the Queen, it's kind of in the same vein as yeah, those Yeah, it's kind books. of a fantasy, a little paranormal thrown in, a little kind of crazy stuff going on, yeah. and... and um, Anyway, it's they're they're a lot of fun and well written and quite an enjoyable story. Yeah. So that's what I've been reading. Yes. That took up all of my reading time and pretty much all of my time all week. That's what I've been doing is reading. Um, what have we been watching? We've been watching more Taskmaster. We've been Master. watching a lot more Taskmaster. Um, we watched the movie Longshot, which for the, you know, not for the first time for both of us, but that is quite a good movie if you are looking for it kind of a, a rom commy, funny. That, like, a husband could also enjoy kind of movie. <laughs> um, and then I started this new season of Drag Race. So um, I'm in my happy place. There you go. You are. Um, for me, I have not been reading as much as listening to a lot of books. Um, I started listening to The Bridgerton, so I'm working my way through The Bridgerton books. I finished Romancing Mr. Bridgerton, and then I've listened to To Sir Philip With Love, and when he was wicked, and I'm in the midst of it's in his kiss right now. Here's what I've discovered, because we I posted a thing on the group that was like, how would you rank the Bridgerton books? And I put I think I think my top four was Romancing Mr. Bridgerton to Sir Philip with Love, and then I think I went Anthony. I think you had next. Yeah, and then I think I did Anthony. And Francesca. Then Francesca. And then I think I did Hyacinth and then Benedict and then Gregory. Is that all of them? Um, but here's what I've discovered. As much as I, when I think about the books as a whole, I liked my first read of Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. Nothing's going to beat that. But for rereads, I think I enjoy To Sir Philip with Love the most. Um, Only because stuff's revealed in the Colin and Penelope book yeah. that um, loses its impact on rereads. Right. That makes that first read so enjoyable. Yeah. But um, I just really love Eloise and Philip. I think they're really sweet and so well, I love Eloise. Yeah. I love her in the TV show too. So. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's been fun to kind of get back into those books. Um, but that, and then that, and then I read Spoiler Alert very quickly yesterday. Um, yeah, we kind of had to plow through it. Yeah, but. we, um, we were both procrastinators this week. We will say that. Well, I didn't procrastinate. I just had to get through that 800 page book. I know it gets longer every time I say how many pages. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. 1200 page book that I was reading. <laughs> okay, so let's get to it. Today, we are chatting about spoiler alert. There's no other way to say it other than that. Well, you could say spoiler alert. No, you had to say <laughs> spoiler alert by Olivia Dade. Um, it is the first book in her spoiler alert series. Um, the second book, Slow Burn, is set to come out this summer. And if you I'm read, pretty sure we know who it's yeah, about. If you've read spoiler alert, it's pretty clear who that's going to be about. Um, here is the back cover description for spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, Marcus Castor Rupp has a secret. While the world knows him as, how are you saying his name? Aeneas? A A Annie. Annius is the way I was saying it. I'm not sure. Okay. 
Well, we'll just. I'm just trying to get away from anus. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of you could get there if you wanted to. So the world, while the world knows him as that guy, the star of the biggest show on TV, Gods of the Gates, he's known to fan fiction readers as Book Aeneas would never, an anonymous and popular poster. Marcus is able to get out his own frustrations with his character through his stories, especially the ones that feature the internet's favorite couple to ship. Aeneas and Lavinia. But if anyone ever found out about his online persona, he'd be fired immediately. April Whittier has secrets of her own. A hardcore Lavinia fan, she's hidden her fan fiction and cosplay hobby from her real life for years, but not anymore. When she decides to post her latest Lavinia creation on Twitter, her photo goes viral. Trolls and supporters alike are commenting on her plus-size take, but when Marcus, one half of her OTP, sees her pick and asks her out on a date to spite her critics, she realizes life is really stranger than fan fiction. Even though their first date is, is a disaster, Marcus quickly realizes that he wants much more from April than a one-time publicity stunt. And when he discovers she's actually unapolog- unapologetic Lavinia Stan, his closest fandom friend, he has one more huge secret to hide from her. With love and Marcus's career on the line, can the two of them stop hiding once and for all, or will a match made in fandom end up prematurely canceled? So, Mom, what did you think of, spoiler alert, (laughs) I liked it. I liked it a lot. Not a love. I've got some issues that we'll discuss. Yeah. But um, there were some things that bothered me. But for the most part, I really enjoyed the story. Yes. I will give it a really liked a lot. Um, It covers things we enjoy. Yes. Like all about the conventions. I mean, there's nothing about this book that shouldn't be a love for me. You've got fan fiction, which I have dabbled in myself, which we've talked about on the show before. Um, we've got fandom, which is just a huge thing for me. And um, all that, you know, basically Game of Thrones, let's not beat around the bush, it's Game <laughs> of Thrones, and all that stuff. Um, so, it's tick, tick, tick for me. Um, it... Uh, I learned a lot reading this book. Yes, mom did learn a lot reading this book. <laughs> I had to look up some things on Urban, Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. <laughs> and so now I know what the, what pegging is. And when, you know, I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, mom comes into my room last night. She's like, so I looked up pegging. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm so glad. Well, I didn't want to be, you know, out of the loop. <laughs> now that I'm in the know, I feel so much better. Yeah. See, mom likes to act all worldly, but then she comes in and says, oh. I looked up what pegging is. And I'm like, and then I was like, oh yeah. And then this means that. And then this, and she's like, why do you know all this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Cause I, there was a lot of terms that I was like, I don't even know if I want to look this stuff up, but yeah. you know, maybe being naive is going to help me. Yeah. Um, it, but it fell a little short just I don't even necessarily, I know you have more problems with how some of the conflicts and stuff were handled. There was just a little, like a slight touch of magic missing for me. I think that um, there's a lot of people in the book that have a lot of personality, but two of those people are not necessarily April and Marcus is what I'll say. Um, And, but... I really did enjoy, and we'll, we'll, let's just get into them. Okay. So, what did you think of April as our heroine? Okay, here's my problem. This is where April's the one I had problems with because mm-hmm. she would frustrate me in that she was very quick to judge him. Like when he, you know, suggested they go to the gym and work out together, and you know, he innocently didn't even realize that this was going to be offensive to her. Yeah. Um. Uh. She got very upset and, you know, they worked through that and that's fine. But she's just very quick to judge him on things and then doesn't really cut him any slack when he's dealing with some of his own insecurities. So when the whole um, uh, conflict comes about mm-hmm. and he's Which been... we are going to talk about. Right. So. And so he's been hiding something from her and... and um, and he literally tells her, I did it because I was scared. I was, mm-hmm. I, this whole thing scared me. And and she knew he had insecurities about 
you know, his, his public persona and all that kind of stuff. And still she just like, no, I can't forgive you. And well, it's like, like her insecurities trump his, which is kind of unfair. Yeah. And I get, yeah, of course it's a Renaissance. So she comes around the end, but it just was, you know, she was so quick to, uh, you know, blame him when she had insecurity issues, Mm -hmm. but she was even more so guilty than, you know, I don't know. I just, it was frustrating me that she was not open at all. And I always, and this is, I'm not just complaining about this in this book, in romance novels in general, this happens a lot, but these people are just professing how much they're in love with each other. And then, oh, but I can't forgive you for this thing that happened. And it's like, that's not really the way love works. If you're in love with someone, you're like, you know what? I might need a little while to get over this. This kind of irritates me, but you know, yeah, we're in love. We can work this out. I mean, this whole thing about, I love you, but this is a deal breaker. Yeah. Especially something like this where it didn't seem, I don't know. It never seemed like that big of a deal to me. Yeah. Um, I think, I think as a character, she's great. She's complex. She's, I like that she has, you know, she's a, she's a 36 year old woman. And so I think to have her be wholly insecure, like we've read of some other plus size characters, um, would be mm, somewhat childish. Right. So her insecurities are still there, but she, um, I think her insecurities though are based more on her, the way her parents, I mean, she's obviously got, well, daddy issues and mommy issues, but, um, and I think a lot of her insecurities stem from that. In addition, well, I don't think her size, she doesn't have insecurity about yeah, her size. Yeah, and that's, so that's what I'm saying is, like, I, I like that she was confident in how she looked and all these things. But, you know, it still comes up, which I think is true to the adult woman who struggles with her weight experience. Right. <laughs> in both my experience and, you know, other experiences that I've witnessed. Right. Um, you know, that, that she feels confident in posting this picture, but it's also a little bit like, oh, I'm scared to post this picture because, you know, the internet sucks right. <laughs> sometimes. Yes. And yes, it does. Like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I liked that about her. I liked that she was confident and, but still complex, right? right? And it wasn't just a black and white issue. And the other thing, we're going to talk about the conflict and I know you, you've already expressed some of your feelings, but I will say things I appreciate about her is, um, she has these insecurities and they sometimes get in the middle of, they cause her to react in a certain way during these conflicts, but she was the one that was, she would think about it and be like, you know, maybe I, maybe I need to take a step back and like evaluate how I reacted to that. And so I appreciated that about her as well. But it was still like days later. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know. Yeah, but she didn't. You know, expect some grand. Well, because she did that with she did that with the final conflict, and she did it with the the first the like second date conflict, right? And the conflict with her parents and stuff like that, which we're going to talk about all those. Um, what did you think of Marcus as our hero? I liked Marcus. He had he had his own set of issues. I mean, both of these people have things they're working through, and um. And so, and like he, deeply seated, like yeah. that come from childhood issues. Yeah, seriously, and um, and kind of trying to overcome, you know, those things. Um, parents are just the worst, right? Yeah, especially Parent. parents from Sacramento. Parents from Sacramento all <laughs> suck. <laughs> it's funny because my parents are from Sacramento. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, no, I mean, he sounded dishy. So he, he, here's my thing. Yeah, get into it, Mom. <laughs> um, I was talking to Ellen about this, but it's it kind of bothers me sometimes that we, as romance readers, we like to read heroines of all different shapes and sizes and different backgrounds and different... So our heroines can be all different. Our heroes, however, 
all seem to have to be exactly the same. And that gets a little old for me sometimes that they all have to be just chiseled and, and you know, six packed and super fit. And... and they're diverse, I suppose, in some of their like emotional baggage and personalities, but body types, not so much. Always, other than always maybe... the bodies be banging. And I would just like to see, you know, an average Joe and maybe, I don't know, it just doesn't feel realistic to me. <laughs> As I told mom, if I were to play devil's advocate, I would say, because I don't disagree with you, but if I were to play devil's advocate, I would say you have all of the rest of media to see relationships where a hot woman is with a schlubby guy. You can look at any sitcom or most Seth Rogen movies or anything like that. Um, Longshot, for example, that we just watched <laughs> the other night. Um, so that would be, and like, and then the other thing I told mom is that I think because romance is largely, 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 largely written by women, I think women know how to write the perspective of a curvy, plus size, whatever you term you want to use, woman's experience, but they don't necessarily know how to write... The insecurities um, of a man. The insecurities of a man. And I think that the insecurities of a man with weight issues are, like, kind of completely different and... Maybe not, they're definitely not as extreme as I think what women experience, but, um, but yeah, so different. But I think that that is something that could be explored more. I mean, I guess we've read books about men's with, men with scars, you know, that are scarred in ways and don't want yeah. people to see their body because of that. But always underneath, they're super muscular and tight. <laughs> their scars are over chiseled <laughs> muscles. And I don't know, it just seems, um, to me, a little short-sighted of us as readers to just expect that all the guys in all these books, and I don't mean this book in particular, it just brought it to my attention attention in this book, because this book in particular is about, I mean, that's part of the storyline is, yeah. you know, these two getting together, and I support it 100%. I don't want anyone to think I, you know, fat shaming or have any problems with any of this. Um, my pro just as I was reading, I was thinking all these guys, and it almost gets to the point where it's like boring and repetitive, how all of them, every one of them have to be super hot and fit and. Yeah. And it's because I think it's sort of because romance in a way, I don't, it's not exactly, but in a way it's somewhat of a fantasy genre and, you know, <laughs> Yeah, but we don't expect it of our heroines. I know. And so it's kind of a double standard on yeah. our part, I think, in I'm some ways. I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just... I'm, I'm going to argue with you until <laughs> blood pours out I, of your ears. I know that you like to do that. <laughs> um, I wish from Marcus, um, I, when he, so when he, when they put together, when he finds out that she is his online buddy... Um, we are in her POV and then we're in her POV for a little bit after he finds out. And then when we get to his POV, I was like, yay, we get to finally like see his reaction to the fact that she is this online buddy. And then there's not much of anything that we get to see of him being like, oh my gosh, this girl that I've been talking to for like years and they've built like a really strong from snippets of their conversations right. they're very close and it's like I just wish we had gotten to see more like of his reaction to the fact that like they are one in the same um because I felt like that was a pretty big deal and that we didn't get to like fully get that and I will say and I know it comes up as an issue for the two of them later on in the book but I was 100% in support of him, like, ghosting her online. Yeah. Because it was it would have been wrong for him to be dating her. And... Yeah, I liked how he handled how he handled that. I think that was the right thing to do, even though it kind of hurt her feelings. And especially, I don't know, if he'd been more open to the fact that she had posted this picture and then he's like, I'm out. You know, that because that made her feel insecure. With about that, though... I don't know if you thought the same thing, but when he, like, ghosted her online and was kept saying, like, I have to stop, like, we can't talk to each other anymore, wouldn't you have assumed he was married? <laughs> or something, had something going on. Yeah, and, like, that she never thought, like, maybe he's married. 
was weird to me because that would have been exactly where my mind went is like okay he's probably married and like and now that things are yeah (laughs) and now that things are getting like more serious and i'm wanting to meet up he's like "Eh, we probably shouldn't do this yeah um that was just a quibble of mine (laughs) but um okay let's talk ellen you can trust everything everyone says on the internet exactly um let's talk about fan fiction now i have I'm not, I, I really, I was thinking about it. I haven't fully been in the fan fiction realm in, in a little while, but I was, I was definitely a re, a like lurker for a really long time before I, I only posted one story. Um, and it was a Pride and Prejudice fan fiction. <laughs> um, of course it was. Of course it, cause of course it was. Um, so I've. Uh, but I like lurked. I'll tell you what show I read so much freaking fan fiction for, and this will tell you when I was doing it. Um, was Bones. I read <laughs> so much Bones fan fiction. Well, we could have written Bones. It was <laughs> ridiculous. We were. In I've love also read with that show. I've also read a lot of um, uh, Pride and Prejudice and like Jane Austen fan fiction. And what else? Well, I've read. Zero amount of fan fiction. I have not read any yeah, fan fiction. It seems like I've read some like Vampire Diaries fan. Like I'm trying to think of like shows that I was into at that time. That probably, if I was into a show, I would like at that time I would kind of check out to see what they had. But some shows have better fan fiction than others. I will just say that. Um, but were you able to? Because f- I was. I'm very familiar with all the. Acronyms lingo and, and acronyms and tags and all that kind of well crap i skipped and... through a lot of the header kind of stuff yeah. and then just read the story part yeah. so i mean you got the gist I did, yeah i didn't get too lost in all of that yeah um i loved that aspect of it i loved the fan fiction aspect and the fandom aspect i really feel like asking olivia dade like Show us on the doll where the last season of Game of Thrones hurt you. <laughs> because Obviously. It seemed she like had this, issues. It seemed like this book was just her venting her frustration at the last season of well, Game of Thrones. I think a lot of people could have vented yeah. that. But I I don't want to get into it too much, but I I didn't love the last season of Game of Thrones, but I was not as angry about it as a lot of people seemed to be. I but. wasn't either. I mean, I loved the show, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I thought it was weird he slept with his aunt, but that is just a Game of Thrones thing. I mean, it's better than the brother-sister thing that they had going on. Um, But, uh, you know. They did do Daenerys dirty, and... um, Well, and, and, you know, it's writer's prerogative. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Also... He's in some really shitty movies. Oh my gosh, he's in some <laughs> terrible movies. It was really I can't imagine that he saved his career from the terrible movies that he was in. It was really taking me back so I did an internship when I first moved to LA where and I really liked this internship actually, but um I was working with a literary agent who is someone who is like an agent for screenwriters and um so I would just vet scripts for her all day and write treatments of what I thought and man alive I read some shitty scripts (laughs) well some of those got made for this poor guy and that and the lady I worked for she loved me because I was just like this is a piece of hot garbage (laughs) she's like I love that you don't beat around the bush (laughs) because I read one that was like it was basically this guy got bitten by a badger and then he went around like eating badger food and oh. gnawing on so people's So turned into like leg. a were-badger. Yeah, it was like a were-badger. <laughs> and it was insane. Um, well, that's like that Julius Caesar remake he was talking about with the vampires. I was like, oh my gosh, what a hot mess <laughs> this would be. Um, and the unicycle gang, that was my favorite, I think. And the Sharknado. Yeah, the unicycle gang one cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man... You really, yeah, it is surprising that he got this like prestigious HBO drama after he had been in all these schlocky, <laughs> shitty movies. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I, re- I really liked and I liked oh, and the square dance movie. And oh, man, there were yeah. some terrible ones in there. <laughs> and but those snippets of the scripts, I'm like, she's 
I think Olivia Dade's read some crappy scripts because she's really <laughs> nailing the the crappy script dialogue and like the the Julian Carrot yes. um, oh. rom com. That one was really bad. Um, but I really liked all of that stuff. I I liked the kind of I liked how they coincided kind of with the story and what was going yeah, on in their lives. The and... excerpts from the fan fiction and the scripts and the books and all of that stuff I thought was made it fun and um I did get slightly bogged down and confused with the by pegging? Not the pegging. <laughs> I was aware of that. Um no, by what was going on in this Game of Thrones show. It took me a while, and even now, I don't think I could tell you what was going on. Yeah. And I have a feeling it's based on mythology that I am unaware of. Yeah, likewise. And, and I um, probably should be, but I'm not. Yeah, so. neither am I. <laughs> and, um, but the names and who was with who and who was still alive at the yeah. end. And, and, like, his relationship history with, like, Dido and... Uh, Lavinia and who was and Anna? There was an Anna in there, yeah. and um, so I was like, I got no freaking clue what's yeah. going on. So. so while I had no problem keeping up with like the fan fiction jargon, I was with that show. I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on on this show, and they she just throws you into the show, which is fine, but it got a little confusing, especially considering how much they talked about it. Well, and especially at the very beginning where it's like, I yeah. it, it took me a while to the, get into the story because yeah. I was so lost it with all yes, that. Yes, but even by the end, I still didn't know for sure exactly no, what was going on. I didn't either. Um, but all that being said, I really liked all that stuff. As someone who has thoroughly invested themselves with a lot of fandoms, um, I, I, I dug it because <laughs> they're like my people. And I and we've been to many cons. We've and been we've been to, been to many, many panels. Yes. So all of that was fun because I know that well as well. Um, so I really liked all of that stuff. Um, taking a very drastic, dramatic turn. Let's talk about their insecurities, which we've touched on. Um, but we have Marcus, who has dyslexia. Right. And kind of suffers with insecurities about how smart he is and... Um, and kind of, he, he kind of, like, puts emphasis on his looks to spite his parents who, right. like, wanted him to be smarter than and he was. just thought he was lazy and stupid. And, yeah. Well, they didn't come out and say stupid, but. But. It was, it was interesting to me that his parents, who were teachers. Yeah. Were not more. One of the listeners commented on this as Yeah, well. were not more open to him having. A reading problem. Yeah, a learning disability. and Or aware, like, figured out what it was. Because it seemed like he didn't know that he had dyslexia until until after he left home. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, I'm not going to say it's not that hard to diagnose, but if someone is really struggling that hard, um, you look to, or take them in to have them diagnosed at least, I mean, do something to, it doesn't sound like they did anything medically to try and help the kid. And, um, so, and it sounds like Alex has ADHD, so yeah. they got all kinds of things going on in this book. But, um, yeah, it was strange to me that his parents as teachers, and I get that they worked in a prestigious school where probably they didn't deal with a lot of learning disabilities, mm-hmm. um, but still they had to be aware that they were out there and that they could have handled yeah. them a lot better. Yeah. Seems like you still would have some training on yeah. that. As, yeah. you know. I mean, to become a teacher, you have to go through all kinds of that kind of junk. Yeah. Um, and then April with her um, body issues. I think that's fair to say that she has some of those, right? Well, she grew up with body issues. Yeah. And, like, she's just now starting to, like, get out of the fog of, you know, putting all of the crap that her parents have put in her head. And um, you kind of see her go through that a little bit on the tail end, I would say. Um, but what did you think of how both of those issues were handled throughout the book? Um, I, see, I tend to look at it more from the parent point of view than from the <laughs> kid point of view, because I keep thinking, man, these are terrible parents. Yeah. These are My ter- next question parents. is about the parents. So if you want to kind of combine the two, we okay. can do that. Um, yes, they were terrible parents. And I was glad to see that both of them kind of getting on top of it and just saying, um, I kind of disagreed with her, with 
April's advice to him about you Just don't have walk to away. Yeah, you don't have to forgive your parents if you don't want to. Because I have a feeling that if he I think you can forgive them but not have them as part of your life. Yeah. Because I think if you just let that gnaw, gnaw, gnaw away at you without it's ever more having... hazardous to you yeah, than... Yeah, without having ever any kind of forgiveness involved. Yeah, it it eats away at you more than it does Because I think of, especially in that kind of situation, to forgive them is just to be like, it doesn't matter to me. Right. I think that's forgiveness is to be like, I'm over it. And it's okay to say... I forgive you, but I don't want you as part yeah, of my I've life. Yeah, I've had plenty of situations. Yeah, because like it's that. like, you're too toxic for me, so yeah. I'm moving on. Yeah. Um, but I think by not forgiving them, it it's harder on him than it is on... Yeah. But I, but I, I also get that maybe he wasn't in a place yet to forgive them, so... Yeah. You know, so that's, that's okay yeah. as well. But, um, yeah, I... Uh, they both had journeys to make. Both of them had to deal with parents. I guess parents just suck in general. <laughs> Lucky you have the best yeah, parent ever. Totally. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I Yeah. Um I thought both were handled really well. Obviously I am more familiar with having body issues than than reading issues. Than reading issues. I, I'm a pretty good reader if I you if are. I do say so myself. And comparatively to the rest of kids in your family, you are not stupid and lazy. <laughs> You were the opposite of that. See, mom's just giving her other kids. <laughs> My other kids were fantastic as well. They yeah. didn't always live up to their full potential. <laughs> yeah, which she reminds me of daily. Um, I do not. <laughs> but um, but I think they'd agree with me. <laughs> I think they would as well. Um, but in terms, so in terms of the body issues, I thought it was handled. I thought it was handled well. Like I said, I liked that. Um, you know, we see her kind of on the tail end of coming out of some of her more right. she's been dealing with it for a long issues. time. Yeah. Um, and she's like just now getting to a place where she's like, you know what? Screw them. I love my body. Whatever. It's nobody's business but mine and how I feel with my body. Her dad was a dick. Her dad was a massive dick, and um, that's giving him too much credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was, was a, a tiny dick. He was a weak little limp dick. Yeah. Um. But, uh, so I thought it was handled well, and I thought that having her, you know, because I think those issues, we've talked about this on the show before, but I think those issues are so deep-seated that it's not going to be something where she's like, I'm fine, whatever. Like, and you know, he makes the comment about going to the gym and there's not a part of your brain that's like, why is he saying this to me? (laughs) You know? Um... Well, and even in that, discuss it with him. Just say, you know what? It's offensive to me when you say that. Yeah. But, um, and that was another time when they met with her parents for the the birthday lunch, which, by the way, I was like, why is this woman making her own lunch for birthday lunch? <laughs> Mom. Go out to a restaurant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, because <laughs> uh, she wanted to make her Greek goddess whatever lame there are restaurants that serve lame food like that (laughs) the the, uh but when they went to her lunch and april was again irritated with marcus because he wasn't like by her side supporting her and it's like he was trying to do what he thought you wanted him to do the most and that was keep your dad away from him but honestly i don't think that the birthday lunch would have been an issue if it wasn't piggybacked by the revelation yeah because i think he explained i thought that by keeping your dad away from you i was best serving your needs right and she's like okay i get that and then he tells her about oh and i'm the guy that from the on and that and so i think i think that the birthday lunch would have been a non-issue if it, or his behavior at the birthday yeah, lunch would have been it, i think they would have talked it out and it would have been fine so i'm not i'm not mad at that one um with the with the gym and healthy foods thing um my experience and maybe i'm naive <laughs> and maybe i just don't put myself out online and things like that enough or go um, to the gym enough or go whatever <laughs> i definitely don't do that um but um especially with men <laughs> my experience has been they are not thinking about your weight yeah. issues near as much as you are. So 
I think if he had said that to me, I would have, a part of my brain would have been like, why is he saying that? But then I would probably be like, oh, it's because he just wants to hang out with me. And when he's saying these foods, that's all he eats. Right. So that's how he eats. And that's not how I eat. And she I, did get to that conclusion. She did. It just took her a few it days. It just took her a little while. Um. So that's what I appreciated about it. And... um. And the other thing, I wrote down this line um, because I also appreciated this sentiment in in conjunction with the kind of what we're talking about. It says, sometimes they blundered because their personal, personal histories hadn't taught them to be sensitive to certain issues. And sometimes they blundered because, sometimes they blundered because they had trust issues, major trust issues. And I really liked that in, I mean, just think about, all the shit that's going on in the world right now. I think that we forget that everybody comes from different... Different places. Different places. And everybody has their own trust issues. And everybody has their own insecurities. And everybody has their own upbringing and daddy and mommy issues. And so people blunder. But I think that in general, most people... I, I don't know. I can't... I think the internet, like, so totally skews this because people, like, become their, their id on, on the internet. But, um, I think, I like to think that most people don't set out to be, like, malicious to other people. And, um, that sometimes if you offend someone, it's, or someone offends you, it's them blundering, you know, and not handling something as well as they could have. But we all do that, so... You know, we have to kind of have a amount of grace, I guess, and um, assume that, I don't know. Mom and I are both people that are not easily offended, like, no. in any way. You could, It's really hard to offend us. <laughs> so, um, like, sometimes shockingly so. Um, so maybe I just live in that bubble of, you know, being not easy to offend, but... Um, but so I liked that, that, you know, and I, I think um, my experience with body issues is that nobody is thinking about your body half or 75 or 80% as much as <laughs> you are, right? Like, well, I mean, I, there are haters out there who yeah. are like just judgmental tools yeah, and, um, you know, but... Yeah, screw them. Who cares about them? Yeah. I mean, just like the guys in the that she had to deal with, you know, on the internet. But you don't date them. I mean, <laughs> yeah. someone that you're dating, uh, yeah, they probably are not, they have, they're probably dealing with their own insecurities in their brain and not really thinking so much about yours. But all this is to say that I thought both of their insecurities were handled really well. I thought that they were both handled in a way that felt realistic, but still, um, still healthy. I, I didn't, you know, especially, especially with like their history with their parents, those are deep seated issues. Right. And so I thought that neither of them handled themselves in a way where I was like, she's being a bit ridiculous here or whatever. It felt authentic and real and, um, but whole still thing. adult and grown up. They both kind of went through their own process of, um, this is what my issue is. If mm -hmm. you can't deal with that, then we're done. So if you want to maintain a relationship with me, this is what I'm expecting from you. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about the parents? That was my next question. No. Both their parents are awful. They uh, are. Both sets of parents. So they made you love me more. Mm. <laughs> well, there was a couple times. I am I was... from Sacramento. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no, but I, with with her mom in particular, I I was able to look at her mom and be like, my mom never did that. So thank you. You're welcome. I was probably the opposite. I was like, let's go get root beer floats, <laughs> <laughs> which is what we did last, last night. night. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the conflict, which we've already touched on a lot, but, um, and I guess I'm sort of referring mainly to the one at the end, but, um, what did you think about the handling of the conflict in more specific terms? More specific terms. Okay, well, it turns out 
So she had had this relationship for a couple of years with him online, but yeah. she didn't know it. And so Correct. they had become quite close online Correct. in their um, interactions online. And then um, once, so she, and she had, you know, shared things with him. He knew when she was on her period. So that's pretty. And which I really love that conversation because as <laughs> I've been in a relationship where I'm like, I'm just going to talk about my period and you need to get over it because <laughs> it's a thing that happens every month and it takes a great toll on me. <laughs> and could be on you tangentially. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so they'd had this pretty close relationship online and then, um, once he starts dating her, he's like, I can't do this, be this secret person online, carrying on yeah. conversation, secret conversations with her. And, and he didn't want, I mean, literally they just met. Yes. And he didn't, it could completely, what he was doing online could completely destroy his career. And so he didn't want to just come out and say, oh, I'm so-and-so because, you know, not that he didn't trust her, but he just met her and yeah. didn't want, you know, plus there was all kinds of paparazzi around him and all kinds of things. So he didn't want anything to come out. And I think what happened is then it, after a while, he did trust her, but now he felt uncomfortable sharing it. Like it had been too long. Like a month. Yeah. Like it had been too long. And so he's like, I would tell her now, but now I'm afraid she'd be pissed, which she, she was. was. <laughs> but, um... So anyway, uh, it comes out that he is was this friend of hers online, and she loses her mind. She doesn't lose her mind, but she breaks up with him. <laughs> well, and um, he was devastated. Yeah. And um, and literally the thing that he said, this is what I'm afraid of. This is why I didn't want to share it with you. And then that's literally exactly what she does. That's exactly how that shit went down. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I could see it from both angles. I could see why she was upset. Um and I think he should have told her sooner. And I think if I were her, I would be upset that it did not seem he had any inclination of ever telling me. And he even like in his POV, it was always like, "Well, this is just one thing I'm going to have to keep from I can't her, tell her this. for the rest of my life." <laughs> and um so I think that that was not well handled and, um, but I did see his perspective in timing and not knowing when to tell her if he was going to tell However, her and the moment had passed. And so the one time, like when she got kind of teary eyed and she's like, I really miss my friend that was online. That was like a window right there. Yeah. He could have just said, oh, just so you know. That was me. It's me. <laughs> and yeah. I'm sorry that that went down that way. I don't know. It just, yes, there were plenty of other times when he yeah. could have just said something about it um, and it would have come out differently and wouldn't have been right after she went through this horrible thing with her parents and yada, yada, yada. But I think, he, yeah, he was living under the delusion that he was just never going to tell her. So I think she was fair in being upset with him and even maybe in saying at least we need to take a step back. Right. And I need some time. Um, she broke up with him, which knee-jerk reaction maybe, but I get it. I think that's all fine. I think where she's at fault is that it took her that long to come around. I think that she should have been able to look at what he said, look at his explanation and been like, okay, I, am I still pissed? Yes, but for someone who I love as much as they seemed to love each other, then it should have been something that she could deal with well i think of all the crap i've had to put up with in my marriage i love my husband i must <laughs> but that just seems like such an insignificant thing yeah. to me in the long run of all but being you things know that like happen in a relationship a forgiving a husband for something is different than forgiving someone that you're been dating for a couple months like i think if somebody you've been dating for a couple months screws you it's like okay well whatever that's do you know what I mean? Um, did you read the part about how hot he is? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like that she that she came around and that he wasn't the one that needed to make a grand gesture, even though he was about to. Yeah, or he was planning. Yeah, he would have. Yeah. And um, so that's, I guess, do I think it was handled perfectly? No. But am I, like, mad at it? 
like I am with a lot of conflicts, no. Well, and my, like I said, the, the quibble I have is that she expected everyone to be so understanding of her trust issues, but then she was kind of not super understanding his. about his trust issues. Yeah. And so even though, and probably because they were com- completely different yeah. based on different things than hers, but still deep-seated trust issues. So yeah. anyway. Let's talk about sex, baby, and all the pegging. I would rather not. Thank you very much. I don't mean to sound like a prude, but I'm good without the pegging talk. Yeah, so we already talked about that. That was my main comment for this section was that mom learned what pegging is. So that's cool. Um, So that's cool. But sex between them, um, they got pretty after it, which um, I'm not necessarily mad at. No, it wasn't. There was there was a lot of sex to be had. Yes, there was, um, and I thought that you know, seeing as how the body issues were a big part of the book, I thought that those were handled well in the bedroom scenes as well. Yes, um, and yeah, it was it was a it was a steamy book though. Um, yes, to the point where I was like. Uh, this is maybe not as mom friendly as I was expecting it to be. It was. I must say, there were times I was like, "Hmm, <laughs> hey, oh." Um, what was your swooniest moment? Okay, um, I really liked him, so there was probably multiple ones. But this is what I thought was really cute, and I don't know if it was after they had sex the first time, but it was after they had just had sex, and she, and it was early on in the relationship, and okay. and she says something. She says, "Well, you know, it's not like we're exclusive or anything." He says. I want to be exclusive. And he's like, yeah. just so you know, I want to be exclusive. And I thought that was really cute. Yeah. And for him to be the first one to, yeah. to. That was one of mine. My other one was the donut date. The donut date was cute. And I just thought that that was kind of a sweet way of acknowledging that, like, without calling it out. He sort of does because he says, I don't care what you eat. So. And I don't care what we do. I just want to be with you. Yeah. That kind of thing. And so that he's like, so I thought. Let's get together and just go to a bunch of different, like, donut crawl, And I would su- support that. Yeah. So yes. I thought I thought that that was sweet. Um, okay. The Cocrofinet or something like that? A terrible name. Yeah. Um, okay, let's hear from some of the listeners on what they thought. Okay. I think it was general, like, pluses on this book, which I'm... I'm all I'm in support of. I, again, I feel like we always have to do this disclaimer. I've been ragging on this book a little bit, but not because I didn't like it. Well, I really liked it too. I just had those little yeah. things in it that made me go. Eh. So Cassie says this was a fun read. I loved the fan fiction storyline and the parallels with the final season of Game of Thrones. I liked the variety of representation in the story. A plus size heroine dealing with body shaming from her family and online. A hero with dyslexia who's been who's seen as dumb, pretty boy, and tries to overcome that image. The pacing was a bit slow at times, and the main conflict of Marcus keeping his online ident- identity a secret from April went on a bit too long, but overall, I really liked this one. Um, Elizabeth says, I liked this one a lot, and I thought the writing was quite good. I'd definitely read more from this author in the future. The thing that kept it from being a full-on love for me was my own lack of knowledge about the fanfic community, and just being generally confused about what was happening in each chapter opening. Sometimes it was fanfic, sometimes it was fanfic discussions, sometimes scripts from Marcus's shows. It was a lot to keep track of. I think if you're really into fanfic or other online fan communities, you'll definitely enjoy this one. But if you're not, you might get annoyed with how the book is structured. Well, even the fanfic didn't bother me as much, even though I have no, no concept of that world, really. Yeah. But the whole storyline of the show they were in, yeah. it just sounded like crazy craziness to yeah. me. Yeah, that was... I had, like I said, no problem with the fanfic stuff, but I was more confused by the show yeah. stuff and especially since that was such a crux of all the other stuff that I was like I don't know what's going on with the show so you're actually reading fanfic based on a show that we have no idea what's yeah, going on no. and they kept complaining about it it's like I don't even know enough about what's going on in the show to support or not support what you're complaining about yeah. so and at a certain point I was like 
just make it Game of Thrones but change the characters' <laughs> names. Like, I'll know what you're talking about if it was just Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's basically what, like, when they, when the showrunners didn't show up to the con because they were working on their starfighters. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, the showrunners of Game of Thrones did not show up to Comic-Con because they were busy working on a, their Star Wars script, which has since become not a thing. But, um, so when that was, when that was the excuse, I'm like, that's where I was like, geez, Olivia Dade, like, you really have feelings on the last season of the show Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Unapologetically just yeah. bashing it. Um, okay, Tiernan says, I really enjoyed this book. I loved Marcus and April. It was such a positive book. I did get a little... I did get lost a bit with the scripts and fanfic, but went with it. It was a great mix of funny, swoony, emotional, and I appreciated the conflict not getting out of control. I absolutely loved how Marcus was crazy for April's intellect and wit. His attraction to her, both physically and mentally, was so sweet. He couldn't believe that a girl as smart as April could be interested in him. Their chemistry was on point. I admit this book made me giddy. And she did five-star emojis. Um, yeah, I really, um, I also really liked you know, how sweet he was with her and how he, you know, was always, like, she'd be talking about rocks and he's like, oh, she's just so smart. <laughs> Stuff like that. I thought that was sweet. Um, but, but those are moments where I wish that we knew, we saw more of, like, his kind of wonder at the fact that her and his online buddy were the same person because I felt like that would further explain why he was, like, so in love with her so quickly is because like this person that he's really admired and loved spending time with online is the same person that he's now like wondering at in yeah. in person um, I, I will say too just because of my knowledge of the bay area that i don't know what geologists get paid <laughs> but that that place she lived in in san francisco would be like a million dollars a month yeah well the fact that she the fact was she's like i'm gonna take a lower paying job in san francisco i'm like why <laughs> like i don't know what a geologist gets paid but i mean we had a friend that lived in an apartment in san francisco it was a studio apartment that he paid three thousand dollars a month for and that was like many years ago yeah that like wasn't even 15 like years in ago the height of yeah so I don't know what, you know, she was getting paid, but she yeah. was paying a lot of money for that yeah. apartment that she lived yeah. in. Or and I was like, I know it was in lock quarters, but move to San Francisco for a lower paying job. <laughs> um, I know that was my thought as well. Uh, Sarah says, overall, I enjoyed this one. I never, I've never read fanfic, so I did struggle with some of the terms and acronyms used. I kept having to stop reading and look stuff up. I also didn't love that Marcus didn't tell April who he was right away, but I guess there wouldn't be much of a story otherwise. Um, I got why he didn't tell her right away. I will say, though, that... She had proved to him, I think, online, and then even in their first date, like, that she wasn't gonna... Yeah, go tell people stuff. Yeah. So, I think he could have told her that night and been, like, well, they would have been fine. I mean, but... I get why he didn't tell her right away, but, like, two weeks in, three weeks or in... even, like, third date in, like, he could have just been, like... By the way, this is who I am. But Sarah's right. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been much story. Not much story. Um... Catherine says, I love that she's a geologist. For that reason, I at first, I thought about recommending this book to my dad. He thinks geologists are the coolest, but this is not a book I want to recommend to my dad. <laughs> it might be Ellen's mom friendly, but it's not Catherine's dad it's, friendly. I don't know that it's Ellen's mom friendly. I don't friendly. know that it's Ellen's mom friendly. Uh, so it's a cute book, though. This is my favorite of Olivia Dade's books. Uh, the tuna stuff was funny. I know y'all just watched The Boys. Did the tuna subplot remind you of Chance Crawford's oh character from The Boys? Oh, <laughs> Um, no, it didn't until you said that, which is funny to me. Yeah. But there is some funny stuff in the boys about fish. Yeah. Um, a different Sarah says, I loved this book. Marcus and April are such a sweet couple. I did have to look some things up because I'm not a fanfic person. Their struggles with their respective parents seemed realistic. I do wish Marcus would have told April about his writing earlier, but overall, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, Tanya said, I adore this book. I love how Olivia Dade's characters are realistic in their body types and personal struggles. Also, they are ages I can relate to. I did appreciate that. that yes. She's I did 36, too. He's, he's 40. 40. Or almost 40. Yeah. And, um, kind of 
you know, handling problems the way 36-year-old and 40-year-olds. Well, and that's because, you know, we we do have a hard time with some of the 21-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Tanya continues, I did not realize how tired I am of the waifish 18-year-old virgin heroine until I started reading books without them. (laughs) Um, She said, I did not know much about fanfic before, but it sparked a curiosity, and I've been going to the forums and reading some. It's fun, much like this book. Um, yeah, I would say if you are at all, like, into a show and you haven't, like, checked out fanfic, there's, I mean, there's a lot of not good fanfiction, but you can usually tell that pretty early on, but there's a lot of really good fanfiction out there. Um, I mean, that's why you see a lot of writers coming from the fanfic community is because, um, there's really good, and it's a really good community. Well, it's a good place to test your chops, I guess, yeah, as a writer. And yeah, it's a, it's just a kind of fun way to kind of experiment with writing and stuff. Um, Jessica says, I gave this book uh, five stars. I love when books dive into body image and it was so well done in this book. I was interested in learning more about the fanfic community. So it was neat to get that in the book. I really loved Marcus. I understood his motivations and I was glad that April came around to see his side of things. He should have trusted her, but at the same time, she was able to see through what happened to Alex, how horrible it would have been if she had inadvertently let that information slip. So while she was still hurt, she could understand his choice. She was very emotionally aware. I loved how committed he was to her as soon as he found out who she was. His inner thoughts about her were so swoony. I loved the way April stood up for herself and all the body image discussions she had both in her internal dialogue and with others. They felt like conversations more people should be having. Yeah, I really liked when she posted that post in the server where she was just like hey just so you know just so you know like i know we don't know each other and we or we don't know each other you know for reals and you don't know me or what i look like but she handled herself very diplomatically and i thought that that was very well done um and i also liked the thing that happened with alex because um I, th- I thought it was a good way for her to be like, that was a good wake up call for her to be like, you know what? Now that this is happening, I see why maybe he didn't want to tell me. Yeah. <laughs> because it just literally is going to destroy his career probably. Yeah. Um, singular male listener Jason says, I really enjoyed this book as a person with dyslexia. I couldn't quite buy into his parents who were teachers having no clue, but I thought both of the main characters were really engaging. I thought Cupid and his getting pegged in his fan fiction was, <laughs> fiction was just too funny, but all in all, I felt like both sets of parents should just be beaten. Yes. Yes, Jason. We agree, Jason. Yeah. And I do agree, Jason, that his parents, as teachers, should have known that something was going on. Even just as normal parents, like, but especially parents who are teachers. That's very strange. Um, Jen says, I really liked this book. I love the idea that Marcus and April were already in love with each other online before they even met in real life. Yeah, I I was getting very much uh, You've Got Mail vibes from it. From at the beginning. Yeah. Um... Elizabeth says, I really enjoyed this book. I read it back in November and loved it, but it did take quite a while to get into it. Olivia Dade always writes such amazing and realistic characters and is well known for her cinnamon roll heroes. The conflict was one of those that could so easily be solved with a little conversation and Marcus telling the truth sooner, of course. Um, what I didn't like that much was the amount of fan fiction and fandom speak that was written in the text. I have dabbled in fan fiction before, so I knew a bit, but even I still got overwhelmed. If someone who has never seen that side of fandom, I could understand them being confused and DNFing the book. I did find myself towards the middle of the book, skipping over the fan fiction parts, but I really enjoyed the book. I gave it four stars, loved the story and characters, but wasn't a fan of the fandom stuff as much. I can see that. And yeah. And I would kind of, I wouldn't skip, but I would kind of quickly skim. Well, like I said, I skipped all the heading stuff and just read the story part. Uh, Dana says, really enjoyed this book. Had to wrap my mind around the fanfic world. Wasn't even sure what that that was for a few chapters. I appreciated Dade's humor, especially when she uses phrase like a jawline that could slice heirloom tomatoes. I think that's how she put it. And advanced mammary warfare tactics. Yeah, that was good. Um, she said, I love the relationship between Marcus and April and how they already knew each other so deeply before they even met due to their online friendship. Um, Jess says, I read this a couple months ago and really loved it. I don't have much to add to what others have said, just that I really appreciated that Marcus and April felt like fully fleshed out characters with real issues who helped and showed up for each other. Chef's kiss. Um, 
Deanna says, this one was good, but not great. And I can't exactly put my finger on why. I kind of felt like they were too immature slash insecure for their age, but all the parents in this book are horrible people. So I can see how you can be almost 40 and still have these issues. Yeah, I think that's where... Yeah. I forgive some of their reactions as well. Um, the fact that his parents went so far as to write articles about how awful his show was and basically <laughs> shamed him for his dyslexia and were teachers is insane. And I'm sure Julie will have a lot to say about this. Well, I don't know if I said a lot, but, but she, I do agree. She had thoughts. Um, also, I am a fanfic person and I still had to look up the acronym she used. So there's that. I liked having the excerpt at the start of each chapter, but having them jump around from fanfic to bad script to excerpts from the book to conversations on the fanfic server was confusing. Wish she would have just stuck to one category. I appreciated that Marcus cut off communication with her as Bon. Oh, once he realized who she was, but disappointed that he and April didn't discuss his reasoning for this. This is all making it sound like I hated the book, but I didn't, so I'm stopping now. Deanna, you get it. That's how we feel <laughs> That's all the time. We do all the time because we always tend to focus on the stuff that we didn't like. Yeah. Um, Patricia said, I really enjoyed this book because fan fiction uh, was how I started reading romance six years ago. I created an account on Archive of Our Own, AO3, to read hundreds of Fix It Fix, which improved on the romantic storylines of the real and fictional couples I was invested in. Girl, same. So where <laughs> others may have been confused or annoyed by all the references to fanfic and AO3, I was delighted. I really liked how thoughtful and insightful April and Marcus were as writers and as people. I loved that April was a geologist whose job was literally to look below the surface, so she was able to easily see that yeah. Marcus was much more than the shallow I did she like that, that um, connection. Yeah. And then the gift that she gave him of the blue rock. Yeah, the lapis lazuli or yeah, something. Yeah, I wish they would have, in the epilogue, said something about how that was, like, on the shelf or something now instead of just hidden in his closet. But. Yeah, it's implied. Um, Rochelle sent an email and she said, Ellen and Mom, Happy New Year. Just finished Spoiler Alert by Olivia Jade, and I have to say that I really, really liked it. Almost love. I am not a huge fanfic gal, so although I appreciated the storyline, I was a bit lost sometimes with the verbiage and acronyms. The alter egos on the fanfic site reminded me a little of the movie You've Got Mail. Girl, same. Uh, Marcus and April had some major insecurities, and I appreciated that they worked through them as a couple and tried to support each other. I couldn't believe that both of their parents were so awful. Um, on a lighter note, I enjoyed watching Marcus and April's story unfold and loved the Sweeney ending. I will read this author again. Um, and then... Did Olivia Dade write the teacher book I read? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, I know she read, wrote something else I read. Um, then finally Raquel said, I love this book and I agree with a lot of other... A lot of things others have said. I think my appraisal of the story and the characters is very subjective, though. Following April's unapologetic example, I need to disclose that I myself am a fat woman. Not chubby, not curvy, just as she says. And weight has always been a thing in my life. I really appreciated April's character and how she wanted to have someone in her life that loved her because of who she is. Obviously, this is one of the key reasons why I loved Marcus so freaking much. I've read romance books with curvy slash plus size heroines before, including One to Watch, but none have felt like this at an emotional level. April's conversation with her mother was just wow. I also loved how she was excited about switching jobs because she could now truly be herself and stop hiding her cosplay and fandom, and how she started shedding all those layers, freeing herself and finding happiness and sharing herself and her passions with others. I liked the fanfic community aspect and how... Both April and Marcus found in it a safe space to be themselves. This reminded me of how cautious I am about who I share my love of romance books with and how it wasn't until I found podcasts and groups like these that I actually felt I could share more freely that part of my life. There's so much to say about Marcus too, but I'm going to stop gushing now. Anyways, I loved the book, loved the main characters and their personal stories. Those parents loved the way the conflict was handled almost free of unnecessary drama and loved Olivia Dade's writing. I definitely will be reading Alex slash Cupid's book. What a great first read of 2021. P.S. We need more characters who are in their mid-30s, 40s, and whose ages are not part of the plot. Agreed. Um, and thanks so much for that, Raquel. That was a really nice note, and I agree. Um, and, you know, I think as women, I think it's important to talk about these body issues and things like that, because I think women in general, even if you're thin as a rail, we have, you know... I think there's just pressures on us to look a certain way that we always feel something is wrong with us, no matter what. So I think to talk about them is important and um, to kind of make it more 
of a safe place to talk about is important. And like Raquel, I also thought a lot about um, kind of like having to hide my romance. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> from your mother. From my mother. But yeah, I mean, and I think that, um, I mean, even though I have a freaking podcast where I talk about romance books, there's, I mean, I don't tell a lot of people. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, well, even the same with like our trips to Comic Con, I wouldn't share that with everybody. I would kind of vet out the crowd I'm going before I bring San it out. San Diego. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we have a vacation in San Diego, <laughs> which is not much of a vacation. <laughs> but um, uh, just because you got to know your audience, and there's certain people who would appreciate it, and certain people who would think, "What a freaking weirdo you are." But definitely, as I've gotten older, I'm much more of like, eh, I'm just gonna let my yeah. flag fly. That's me too. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You can think whatever you want about me. I really couldn't care yeah. less. Um. So, yeah, I, I did appreciate all of those things that Raquel uh, pointed out. And even though we've had a few gripes about the book, I did, I really loved a lot of what she had to say in the book. And, um, and yeah, so I, I'm, I'm still, I'm not a love, but I'm a really, really liked this book. Yes, I would agree. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Spoiler Alert. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group. Our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, our subreddit, Not Your Mom's subreddit, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On January 18th, we are going to chat about something that's a bit lighter. It's called Kiss My Putt by Tara Sevic. Um, I read this book, I really loved it a lot, and so I'm excited for y'all to read it with us um so remember you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them all right thanks mom you're welcome so welcome ellen yeah i'll see you later bye bye not your mom's romance book club is part of the frolic podcast network you can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts